0: We're going to turn in our Bibles this evening to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37. Ezekiel, the 37th chapter. Uh, I don't normally read a long portion, but uh, in the 37th chapter, I will read the first 10 verses just to launch us here tonight. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord. Set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews, and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then he said unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Hallelujah. Let's glorify the name of the Lord one more time. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. With the help of the Lord, this evening I'm going to speak for a few moments on the subject, the oracles of God. You may be seated. An oracle, and I'm not a Greek scholar either, Brother Robinette, but uh, an oracle, I did check the English Merriam-Webster Dictionary. And it said that that an oracle is a person, such as a priestess of ancient Greece, through whom a deity is believed to speak. Uh, Evidently, in ancient days, when people had dilemmas in their lives, they would make their way to a mountain where there was a temple. And there, there were priestesses that were known as oracles who could receive messages from the gods and then give the answer that the individual needed to solve their problem. Well, we know that those uh, answers came from the wrong spirit. But I believe today that the Lord has sent oracles through the earth to declare his word in this time and in this generation. He has sent men and women with power and authority equipped from heaven to speak forth the power of God so that miracles will happen. People's lives will be changed. People will be delivered by the power of God. And I believe tonight that the Lord is equipping and calling people into a ministry where they're going to speak with that power and authority. They're going to see people change because as they speak forth, it will be the word of God speaking through them, and people's lives will be changed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The story, of course, Ezekiel was having a vision, and this is the way the Lord appeared to him many times. But he was carried out in the Spirit, and that's what we heard last night. But he was carried out in the Spirit, and the Lord set him down in the midst of a valley that was full of bones. They were very dry because they had been there a long time. It appeared that was the end of them. They would just be bleached in the sun. But the Lord spoke to him, to Ezekiel, and he said, Can these bones live? Ezekiel, being politically correct, said, Well, you know, Lord. Uh, uh, I guess they can if that's what you say. But uh, the Lord said to him in verse 4, and I want you to notice that the Lord expects his people to speak. He said, I want you to prophesy to these bones. But they're dead. There are a lot of dead people around, people dead in trespasses and sin, people that have been dead in the church for a long time. But the Lord tells his prophet to speak to the dead bones, the dry bones, the ones that didn't have any life. And so it said in verse 7, and I prophesied As I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking. When you begin to speak forth the word of God, as you speak forth the word that God has delivered to you speak it with authority speak it with confidence speak it with faith and there will be a noise hallelujah there will be a shaking in the spirit God is going to move he's shaking the foundations of hell because the church is arising and it's beginning to speak with authority we're beginning to prophesy to the dead bones and they're coming alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! 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 Then in verse 9, he said unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. First of all, he prophesied to the bones and then he prophesied to the wind. He said, Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind. Thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. He said, I'm prophesying that winds are going to come from four directions. Usually winds go in one direction, but he said they're going to come in four directions. They're coming from everywhere. Praise God. And you're to harness the power of that wind as it comes from each direction. And as you speak to it, it's going to give breath into those that were dead. Those that were dry, those that had no life, life, it's going to bring life to them as the wind is taken in. We can declare that this is the age of the Spirit. This is the age when God is pouring out of his Spirit upon all flesh. And we can prophesy that it's going to fall, that people are going to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. For it's the Spirit of God that brings life. It's the Spirit of God that causes us to rise up and to see the miraculous happen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise you, Jesus. Ki Kiyamoto saha. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the book of John chapter 15 and verse 7, Jesus was talking about himself being the vine and we are the branches. And he said, as long as you are connected to me, you're going to produce fruit. Then he said in verse 7, if you abide or live in me, and my words abide or live in you, You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Praise God. Now notice he said, if you live in me, not if you visit once in a while. Sister and I travel all the time nowadays. Uh, In the last year, we've been in our home seven weeks. And so it seems like we're always in a new place. One of the first things when I... Uh, come into a new place, whether it's a evangelist quarters, a hotel, pastor's home, whatever it might be. I'll drop my suitcase and then start looking for the light switches and all of the furniture. Because in the nighttime when I'm taking a nocturnal trip to the restroom, I don't want to be banging my shins or my head on something. I do that because I'm not familiar with it. But when I am home, I don't worry about where the light switch is. I know where the dresser is in my room. I know where the dining room table is. I know where the sofa is. I can make it downstairs into the basement in the dark because I know where all of that is. I live there. And when we live in him, and then his words live in us, We can ask what we will, and it shall be done. Praise God. Praise God. When you live in him, how do you live in him? I believe we need to live in the anointing and walk in the anointing. And the way you do that is by studying the word of God regularly. You meditate upon his word. Some people read through the Bible in a year. Uh, I've never managed that because... I get a few verses down, and the fire starts coming off the page, and I start meditating upon it and thinking, and it it gets in my heart. It becomes a part of my DNA. The the psalmist said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. That's how you you get the, the word of God into you. And then when you start to pray, you don't just talk to him. You also listen because he talks back. If you ever do listen, and he will tell you things about his will, about his ways, what he wants to do, and as you listen to that, his word starts to settle in your heart. It gives you confidence that when you speak, something is going to happen, that the miraculous is going to take place, that God will work through you. Sometimes people think the anointing is spooky. That it gives you goosebumps or you levitate or something. That's not what the anointing is. The anointing is living in him, having his word inside of you. And then when an emergency arises, that word can come forth and you can speak it with authority. I'm assuming the first person in here tonight turned on the lights. Why? Because people wanted to see when they got in here. Did that mean there was no electricity in the building before? No, it just simply meant that we didn't need it right then. But when you need the anointing, when you need a miracle, then you know where the switch is, and that switch is the name of Jesus. You turn on the switch and the power is there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I just will give one, one illustration of what I'm talking about. Uh, our children attended high school, and some of you know our, our kids, but uh, they attended high school in Islamabad, Pakistan. and uh, so we knew a lot of the teachers. Sister Sham also worked there for a while to help pay for our kids' education. But uh, I used to travel most of the week. As a superintendent, I had to do uh, different church dedications, uh, other functions, did a lot of preaching. But on the weekend, I would try and come home and be with my family and then also attend the local church. But uh, a lot of times at the American Embassy, they had a softball game arranged or different games arranged. They only had one field, and so they would have five games in a day. If you were the second or third game, you would come while the first game was in in, uh, progress and warm up a little bit. And so uh, there was another game already going on when I came started warming up with a team, uh, teammate, throwing the ball back and forth, and all of a sudden one of the American teachers walk, uh, watching the match, or the game, uh, had an epileptic seizure and swallowed his tongue. He fell on the ground and began to thrash around trying to get his breath. They stopped the game, people rushed around him to try and, and see uh, if they could do anything to help. There was a physical education teacher there and he knelt down and was trying to apply first aid. It didn't seem to be working. There was a whole circle of people around the man who was stricken. He looked up and began to, I could see his eyes going through the crowd, and when they came to mine, they stopped. He knew we were missionaries, that we were people of prayer. And it's as though his eyes were saying, will you please pray? By nature, I'm an introvert. I don't like to push myself into the forefront. But I pushed aside my reticence, and I reached over that physical education teacher, and I said, in the name of Jesus, instantly his tongue came out. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Sister Sean met him a few days later. He said, I know who did it, and I know how it happened. Praise God, praise God. I wasn't at general conference. I wasn't at the fresh fire conference. I wasn't in a Sunday morning service or even a Bible study. I was on the softball field. But I want you to know when you live in the anointing, you can speak the word of God with power and authority. If you live in the anointing, his word will be in you, and you can speak it when you need it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the book of Matthew, chapter 17, very familiar scripture. There was a young person that had been possessed of evil spirits, and Jesus' disciples couldn't cast him out, so Jesus did it, and they came to him and said, how come we couldn't do it? He said in verse 20, Jesus said unto them, because... Of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Nothing shall be impossible unto you. This kind comes by fasting and prayer. That means by living in him. And when you see a situation happen, Jesus said if it's a mountain, if you want, you can walk around it. You can try and climb over it. You can try and tunnel through. But he said you can just speak to it. Just say. Now, we get excited. I get emotional sometimes when I'm in service. And I'll say something with a big shout. But actually, Jesus said you just say to the mountain. When a king or a person has authority, they don't have to shout. They can whisper it, but there's power in what they say. And I believe that the Lord has given us power and authority as his children. We can speak with power and authority and something is going to happen. Hallelujah. The miraculous will take place because of the authority that he has given to us. And when we speak, we speak as ambassadors. We speak as those with authority who can talk to somebody and expect results are going to take place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the book of Joshua, chapter... uh, Joshua chapter 10, rather. And beginning at verse 12, there were five kings that gathered themselves and their armies against Joshua and the army of the Lord. And uh, the Bible tells us that God came and and helped uh, uh, Joshua to win the battle. But I want you to notice particularly verses 12 to 14. Then spake Joshua... To the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou, moon, in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies is not this written in the book of Asher a Joshua for so the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day and there was no day like that before it or after it that the lord hearkened or listened unto the voice of a man for the lord fought for israel hallelujah when there were the uh, Americans were trying to send a man to the moon. They were trying to do all their calculations, and there was some some, uh, issue with it. And finally, one of the scientists who uh, had been to Sunday school evidently remembered this story. And so they put that into the calculation just to see if it would work, and it still was just a little bit off. They said, do you know any more Sunday school services? uh, stories, and he said, yeah, well, there was a time when the the sun moved back just a, a little bit, and so they put that calculation in, and it all worked perfectly, and so what I'm saying here is that the Lord gives the church authority not only over sickness, not only over evil spirits. But he also allows us to speak to the elements. He allows us to speak to things that seem impossible to move or to change. The Lord has given the church that authority. And so uh, it tells us here that God listened to the voice of a man. And I believe that the Lord is listening for voices today. He's listening for his church to come out of a stupor. He's listening for his church to come out of their slumber and to stand up and recognize that they have authority and that they've got a job to do. The Lord wants to use his church. He wants to activate it. He wants them to come forth in power and authority. He's listening for your voice. He's listening to you to speak to the darkness. He's listening for your voice to command evil spirits to be bound and gone. He's listening for your voice to speak faith so that those who are sick can be healed. He's listening to your voice so that you can speak that his spirit would come and it would fall upon people. Hallelujah. He's listening for the voice of a man or a woman. He's listening to someone who has faith in his word, in whom the word dwells, so that then when they speak, God will hear their voice and he will answer. I'm sick and tired of passive Pentecostal Christianity. The Lord has equipped you with the Holy Ghost to to change the world. And so many people are just dribbling through life, not really accomplishing anything. But it's time for the church to awaken and understand our power and authority. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some people prayed so long to get the Holy Ghost, they thought it was a trophy when they finally got it. They put it up on a shelf, engraved in it, received Holy Ghost in such and such a place in such and such a time. And then maybe at camp meeting once a year, they'll pull it down, polish it off a little bit, run around the tabernacle and put it back on the shelf for another year. That's not what the Holy Ghost is for. Ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. A witness is not somebody who says what happened 2,000 years ago in the book. A witness is somebody who's seen something happen. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all, that we can ask or think. I was here several years ago, and it was your missions conference. I was sitting over here somewhere. In those days, preachers sat on the platform, so I was over here somewhere, and uh, while I was sitting there, the Lord started speaking to me, and uh, I think a pastor had asked me to be prepared to pray, so I was just thinking different things, and the Holy Ghost spoke to me and and showed me Psalm 2 and 8, that the Lord was going to give us the heathen for our inheritance, and uh, he started speaking to me and said, you've seen the day of Pentecost happen twice already. He said, "Uh, you prayed for it for many years, and you've seen it not once, but twice, He said, now what do you want to see happen? There were no limitations. Numbers started going through my mind like this. (laughs) I thought I better grab that quick. This is getting crazy. I said, okay, Lord, I'd like to see half a billion people in Asia saved over the next several years. I since repented and have asked for at least one billion. But uh, I have been declaring that ever since. Almost every day. Hallelujah. Has it fully happened yet? No. But over the next several years, we saw tens of thousands of people receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost in a nation that is 97% of another faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to know that when you make declarations in the Spirit... People prophesied of Jesus' birth thousands of years before it happened. And we may prophesy things that may not happen today, but when the Holy Ghost speaks through you, it's going to happen. There are going to be things taking place as the Holy Ghost moves upon his people. And the Spirit is saying to the church, prophesy to the dry bones. It's saying prophesy to the winds. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. You don't have to be an evangelist like Brother Robinette, a man who's seen tens of thousands receive the Holy Ghost. You don't have to be a missionary like Alan Shum or a teacher like your bishop or a pastor like you, uh, Brother Lehman. God can use you. He's trying to stir up the body. He's trying to cause his church to come awake and start making declarations in the spirit. If you've got an unsaved loved one, make a declaration in Jesus' name. they God's equipping people right now. He's giving you a spirit of faith and confidence in his word. You're going to be able to speak with authority. Praise God. With the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. God. Matthew chapter 8. Centurion came to Jesus. He said, my servant is grievously sick of a palsy, he's tormented at home, Jesus said to him, I'll come and heal him. That was very unusual because Jews didn't go to Gentiles' homes. They would have to go through a long process of purification uh, if they did so. But Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. There were other people that he had kind of brushed off. But this man, he said, I'll come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Speak the word only. Several years ago, we had a crusade in the city of Rawalpindi in uh, Pakistan, and uh, we were in the service, a choir was singing, I was sitting on the platform, and and uh, a man came to the side. It was an out- outdoor ground that we were on. A man came to the side of the platform and got attention of Brother Collard, who is now our general superintendent. And he told the man, he said, Sir, my brother has a small child uh, in the city of Karachi. He was stricken with polio two years ago and has not been able to walk since. But he heard about this meeting. He can't come. And he's asked that you would please pray. So we asked those ministers on the platform, including our evangelists, to uh, pray for this young person. The meeting went on. Many people received the Holy Ghost. Many people were healed. At the end of the service, that same man came back to the side of the platform, and he got Brother Collin's attention he said, sir, I just want you to know I've received a call from my brother in, in, in Karachi, which was 1,500 kilometers away. He said, uh, he said, for the first time in two years, my nephew is walking again. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Speak the word only. When you speak with faith uh, under the unction of the Holy Ghost, It's not just shouting words out into the air. It's when the Holy Ghost moves upon you. It's when there's an emergency and you need an answer now. You can speak with power and authority. And God will hear you and he will move through you. Praise God. Speak the word only. In the book of Mark, chapter 14, and I'm going to close here in a moment, but... uh, Mark chapter 14, it tells us, uh, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, beginning at verse 37. Jesus was on a boat with his disciples going across the Sea of Galilee. He had made the statement in verse 35, let us pass over to the other side. He didn't say, let us see if we can make it. We might go down if a storm comes. He said, let us pass over to the other side. And then uh, he went to sleep. And there arose, in verse 37, a great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And it said he arose And rebuked the wind. And then he just said to the sea, peace. Be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a, not calm, but a great calm. And he said unto them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? They were amazed and said, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? And in verse 5 it says, and they came over unto the other side. Because he said, we're going to pass over. And when the Lord is on your side, you don't have to worry about getting to the other side because he's in the boat with you. But he's expecting you to speak to the storms of life. He's expecting you to take authority over over situations that arise in your life or in your family. He's expecting the church to speak into the atmosphere about revival in countries like North Korea, where it seems absolutely there is no God at all. It's time for the church to begin speaking the will of God into the earth. He is not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. That means that we've got to start speaking with authority. Speak into nations. That same meeting that we were here, Brother Lehman was the lead singer in the choir that night. They sang that song, We Speak to Nations. I'd never heard it before, but I started speaking, Lord, open Saudi Arabia. Did you know that there's a new prince there? For the first time in history, women can drive in Saudi Arabia. He's starting to open other things to the people of that nation. He's giving them opportunities they've never had before. He's already talking with the leaders of Israel. There are things changing in the atmosphere. I want you to know if you speak into nations, you can change them. Don't just look at your little world, but look at the world around you. The church has been given authority and we can speak and God will open doors. 2014 December, Uh, I for the first time taught a series on spiritual warfare, the Lord opened it up to where I could teach uh, quite a number of times in different nations, but this was the first time, and it was the leaders in the nation of of Malaysia that gathered together, there were about 35 people in the room, and uh, we had gone through two and a half days, we had one session left. And we had had a break between the uh, next-to-last and last sessions, and Sister Suk, who who was the assistant superintendent's wife, came to me. She said, Brother Shom, we've been talking about spiritual authority and uh, defeating the enemy. She said, I was just checking my uh, phone here, and I noticed that a Category 5 typhoon is supposed to hit our island Uh, This afternoon, she and her husband, Brother Clement, lived in East Malaysia. It's about a a two-and-a-half-hour flight uh, from Kuala Lumpur. They were going to be flying back that afternoon. She said, "Can, can we please pray and ask that the Lord do something about it? I said, certainly. And so we gathered together, and for 15 minutes, there was intense intercessory prayer, and then speaking with authority. Not just, there. there's a little difference between intercessory prayer and authoritative prayer. Intercessory prayer, you're still asking. But with authoritative prayer, the Holy Ghost takes over and begins to speak through you commands. And we begin to command that storm to be still in the Holy Ghost as we prayed with the Spirit. The next morning, Sister Sham was in her corner, she had a uh, a desk by the the front window of our home. I was in a back corner in an office, and she said, uh, "Alan, did you hear what happened with that typhoon?" I said, "No, I hadn't really thought about it." She said, "Well, I'm going to call Brother Clement." So she called him, and he said, "Well, we arrived here safely. I I didn't really notice anything." And uh, I received. An email a half an hour later from Sister Souk, the lady who had asked for prayer, she said, To be more uh, specific, the Malaysian Meteorological Agency issued a bulletin that yesterday in the afternoon, a Category 5 typhoon died in open water. If you know anything about hurricanes and typhoons and cyclones, that's where they get their strength. The prince of the power of the air might try to stir things up, but I want you to know today that we have authority over them. If Jesus can speak to the storm, his church can speak to the storm. He's given us that authority. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah! Hallelujah! This is a powerful church that knows how to pray, and I believe that the Lord wants to take you to a new level in understanding that you're going to start praying with authority not just asking but the holy ghost is going to speak through you and he's going to begin making declarations into the atmosphere the holy ghost prays through us we may not understand everything that we're saying but he spe- we speak in generalities when we pray but when the holy ghost prays through us, it's like a surgeon. He knows exactly where to cut. He knows exactly where that word has to go to accomplish what it's sent for. And I believe that he wants this church to be a force to help change the world. Not just Fredericton, not just New Brunswick, not just Canada, but he wants you to impact the world. And you have been given power and authority, he's given you his spirit. And if you'll begin to pray with authority, if you'll speak in the power of the Holy Ghost, you can see the miraculous happen. Hallelujah. It's not a time for the church to be browbeaten, but it's time for us to stand and square our shoulders and say, thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Thus saith the Lord. Icaro mahasa yamatohoa. Koto teyama kohuta hei. Kuria mahosha katake yamato Kotoho Siki tabaha. Yama kohuta Oh hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Would you all stand with me this evening? I am not an evangelist, sometimes I do the work of an evangelist, but that's not my calling, I know that. So I don't know how to give great altar calls, but I do know how to move in the spirit. And I believe that the Lord wants this congregation to make declarations here tonight. What happened on the day of Pentecost helped change the world. We've got more than the day of Pentecost here. And we're not just receiving the Holy Ghost. We have his spirit. And as we begin to make declarations, I don't know how many people are here, maybe 300, I don't don't know how to estimate the crowd, but say there are 300 people here. As we all begin to make declarations, as the Holy Ghost speaks through us, that word is going to go forth, and it will accomplish that for which it has been sent. It's going to actually produce results. Things are going to change. The devil doesn't know what's going to happen, where that prayer is going. He's going to be running here and there trying to put out fire. But we've got fresh fire here tonight. Praise God. We've got the fire of the Holy Ghost. And we're going to speak it. Praise God. Praise God. If you want to come and stand here, Praise God. Come quickly. I want you to open your mind and let the Holy Ghost speak to you about something that he wants you to make a declaration about. Maybe it'll be a family or some need like that. Maybe it will be a nation. But whatever he puts in your mind... I want you to be prepared, and we're going to pray here in a moment, but I want you to be prepared to begin speaking with authority. Not a "now I lay me down to sleep kind of prayer. I want you to start praying with power. Hallelujah. Shake the foundations of hell. Put a scare in the devil. Hallelujah. Let his kingdom tremble. It's time for the church to rise up and to use our authority. Praise God. You're going to speak miracles into existence. If there is someone that's got cancer that you know, speak against the cancer. Command those cancer cells to die in the name of Jesus. With authority now in jesus name he got to korio matai sokoto kathai amekho to tama gudiyo nalama matai tiyo sokho ratiyando nalama chikie kiyomakha chaga danaliya to dohwa kiyando nalama tothaya to sikiyobolama kuriyo ropa pasa kiyando nalalob ka hota Kote yamba no la Hallelujah, hallelujah. Kushi ki yamato do boho Speak with authority. Hallelujah. Make a declaration. Kiti yamaka hosaka ha. Kiti anda ko tore ya. Correbo to Hallelujah. You're an oracle of the King of heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Speak with authority in the name of Jesus. He's spoken into your spirit. Now you declare it in the name of Jesus. Declare a miracle. Declare a healing. Declare a victory. Declare nations opened in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Speak against sickness, speak against depression, speak against possession and possession. you need the Holy Ghost, just lift your hands and worship the Lord. He'll give it to you in a couple of minutes. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Puta dolo lobo koshoko wa, kuridi yondo O tata lamaa sikiwa, o Kitiki yoko doa, kanda lalamandri tiyoko tae. Soko tuto tupo pabo yakoto, Yomalo lolo bohoshe. Hiomako hoto kahai. Kotodonda ka yo lolo mahotokowa. Korebo rorolo bohoshi. Hiomalo lolo mototowa. Kototongo hosuka hai. Tiandololo bohotokorokofasa. Probe motieki. Kojotakatto rorolamote ya. Hutiandolala. Oh in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yoko hota. Koto Oh hallelujah 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 ki to ko ho tanda la ma kaha hai kurul holo bo pala la ma kata hallelujah hallelujah oh hallelujah oh, hallelujah 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 ki to lo lo tanda la la Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. He could talk about Hotoko Rabaha. Oh, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hotor Robo Hosiki. Hotala Mahaha. Hallelujah. I have not said this publicly before, but in the month of February, Sister Sham and I were on deputation. We were in Dallas, Texas. Brother Josh Herring, who was well-known evangelist for many years, now pastoring a whole mission's work in that area, had asked us to be there for deputational service. We had a good service. I preached, and uh, people came and prayed. And then he came to me at the end, and he said, now will you really pray? And uh, I started to pray with force and authority. And I could sense, he said "There, there are, Many, many immigrants who have come from India here, they're working in IT, they're very, very wealthy. But he said, we've been able to break into almost every kind of people except the Indian community. He said, do you think you could pray about that? And I started to pray with authority in the spirit. The church joined me. The next day, he was at the church, three Indian men walked into the church. They said, we are from the state of Kerala in South India. And he sa- they said, for many years, we've been holding a large convention. Uh, I think that year was going to be in, in Pennsylvania. He said, uh, they, uh, they told him that actually we had come to Dallas. One was from New York, one was from other place. I can't remember all where they were from. But uh, they said, we had actually come down to Dallas to ask T.D. Jakes, to come and preach, but we saw your, one of your messages on YouTube, and we would like to invite you to come. They said, we haven't been able to hold it for two or three years because of COVID, but we are expecting close to 20,000 people, and we want you to preach about the Holy Ghost. These are doctors and people in IT in in high positions. They have families back in India. The Indian government is cracking down on Christianity. But I believe that God is raising up an army. Praise God. Praise God. When you begin to speak, things are going to change. We actually have authority. It's not just something that we say. In 2007, we were at Brother Willoughby's annual camp meeting called Deep Calleth Deep. They call it DCD for short. Brother Gleason was there, Brother Stone King. They were the main speakers. I just spoke at a, at a devotional in the morning. But uh, the first night after Brother Stone King had finished preaching, there was a tremendous response And I don't know how to explain it except the people were into intercessory worship. They alternated between worshiping and praying for people and speaking forth things in the Holy Ghost. And so I had been praying hard with people for about a half an hour, and I stood to the side at the front just to observe for a few minutes while I caught my breath. Brother Stone King came over to me, and he said, Brother Sean, you're supposed to say something right now. I didn't have a thing in my mind. I'm honest. I didn't have a thing there. But when I stepped behind the pulpit, the Holy Ghost came on me. And uh, I told the people, I said, the nation of Myanmar is under the heels of a military boot. The people have suffered. It used to be one of the wealthiest nations in Asia. Now it's one of the poorest because of the army. And I said, we need to pray that God would break that yoke off of them. And so about 400 people for 15 minutes began to pray with power and authority. It didn't happen instantly. But eventually there was a, in fact, they had an election, and then the government squashed it. They didn't allow the elected people to come in. And uh, then there was a terrible cyclone that hit the country. Thousands of people lost their lives. There was millions of dollars of damage the government did nothing to help their people and they wouldn't allow the red cross or other humanitarian groups to come in that was the tipping point the people reacted and so finally they had allowed an election to take place and uh, when they had their election they the parliament actually votes who is going to be the vice president they have two vice presidents And when they voted, this is in a nation that is 97% Buddhist. When they begin to pray, or uh, when they begin to vote, rather, they elected as one of the two vice presidents the son-in-law of the former general superintendent of Myanmar, of the United Pentecostal Church. He was able to help the church for many years, maybe because the church quit praying, After about 15 years, the military took over again, and they're again under that heel. Many of our churches have been destroyed and bound. But I think maybe this congregation could pray, and we could see that thing open up again. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you pray with me? In the name of Jesus, we come against that spirit that has controlled the nation of Myanmar. In the name of Jesus, we bind it. We cast it out of that nation. We release those people in Jesus' name to receive salvation and deliverance. Koriya tatala la maho shikia. la la maho tohoa. Kiorama la maho tokohoa. Kiya la 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 Kuchi ya da da baba ha Kuchi ti yando rakota Kondo na la mati kiyo Korea Sikiaba takan da dandi yando la mato he Kore sikiyo ba Kude yamo lolo ba koto wa Kajo dan na kiyo ta he to to koshi Kiyombo to so ala Oh in the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus Kito yokokokoha Kotodanaru yokokokoha Koleloma kokototolera Kiyomoro roshikia Komobaba Priondolo roshie Hallelujah 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 Kototomokotiyata Rorololo Oh, in the name of Jesus, we lose that nation from the hands of the military and that spirit behind it. In the name of Jesus, let an apostolic move flood the entire nation in Jesus' name. <laughs> Oh in the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God.